There is a desire in the heart of the Spirit of God that everyone that is sitting here under the sound of my voice and that others that will come to him through the ministry of this house would come to the place that we are in the full measure and stature of Jesus Christ, that we have come to a place of full maturity. I believe that's what 30 years represents a place of full maturity, a place of coming into our own, a place of knowing where God is leading us. Till we all come, the unity of faith. Until we, the Bible says in one place, be careful that you all speak the same things. Be careful that you're all saying the same thing. One of the, there was a, a friend of ours who now lives in Texas. When he first came to California, he came from, uh, from Turkey, from uh, refugee camps in Turkey. And he he was so confused because in Turkey, they read the Bible and they prayed and they worshiped uh, and they they waited until uh, a nation would receive them because they were from Iraq and Iran and they had been kicked out because they were believers. And so they were living in Turkey in a refugee camp and they came to the United States anticipating that they were coming to a Christian nation. Surprise! I believe that we are and we are destined to be that. But the confusing thing, confusing thing for them was that we all uh, across this nation preach from the same word and come up with such different ideas. The Bible says, be careful that you all speak the same things till we come to a unity in faith. Part of our maturity is that we will have a unity in our faith, that we will be, that we will be under the umbrella of Jesus Christ and him crucified. Full of the power of the Holy Spirit, effectively doing the work of ministry in the earth. So he says, till we all come to unity of faith, till we all come to the knowledge of the Son of God. I told you uh, a couple of weeks ago that uh, beginning next Sunday, I'm going to be preaching from the book of, from the book of John. I'm going to be preaching from the life of John, and we're going to be talking about, uh, about John, uh, particularly because of this issue right here, until we all come to the knowledge of the Son of God. It is the knowledge of the word. In the beginning was the word. I'm not going to preach that right now, but let me just quote it for you. The word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us until we all come to a maturity in our knowledge of the Son of God. Until we all come. Until we all come unto, oh, get this. I love this. God is bold unto a perfect man. Anybody here perfect yet? I'm raising my hand facetiously because I preach more to me than I do to anyone else on the planet. My father was one of the greatest preachers, and, and he used to mutter the word to himself all the time. He was, a, he was one of those guys who talks to himself. Do you talk to yourself? He, he constantly talked to himself, and, and coming up out of the well of his life was the word of God. And he said, I preach to me more than I preach to anybody else. He was constantly uh, rehearsing the word of God. But until we all come to a perfect man, to the measure and the stature and the fullness of Christ, I submit to you, Church of Living Water, that it is the desire of God that deposited within you would be an understanding of the fullness of Christ. There's no lack in him. 
He desires that you have all things that pertain to life and godliness. He desires that you have everything that you have need of to be effective in the earth, to be a, a, a believer that is full of faith. But when he talks about this, he talks about the full measure and stature of Christ, everything that is in him. Jesus said, uh, when they asked, show us the Father, he said, if you, if you, if you want to see the Father, you sh- have you not seen me? I am the perfect expression of him, Jesus said. Jesus was bold enough to say, I'm the perfect expression of who the Father is. I believe that whenever you and I come to the place that we are experiencing the full measure and stature of Jesus, that we will, like the Apostle Paul, be able to say, follow me as I follow Christ. You want to know how to, believe, how to, how to be a believer? Come and walk with me. You want to know how to walk with God? Come and walk with me. You want to know how to overcome? Come on, I'll show you how to overcome because I've overcome. Come on, I'll show you how to win because I've won. I'll show you how to, I'll show you how to be blessed because I'm full of the blessing of God in my life. The, the, the word of the Lord to Abraham was, let me bless you so abundantly. Let me, let me just bless you till everyone around you is jealous. That's what he said. Let me get their attention through you. That's the full measure and stature of Jesus Christ until we all come to the place that God is getting the world's attention through you. Somebody say, till we all come. Till we all come. And I believe the word all means all. The word all does not mean that until some come and some are left behind. Until we all come. So he said, until we all come to the measure and the stature and the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children. We're 30 years old. We're not children anymore. The apostle said, when I was a child, I thought of as a child, I behaved as a child, I acted as a child, I, I misbehaved as a child. But when I became a man, when I became fully mature, I put away childish things. We will put away childish things and we will walk in the maturity of the kingdom of God until we all come to full maturity. And he said, no longer children. How do you, how do you identify levels of maturity within the body of Christ? One of the, one of the identifying marks is right here, easily blown by winds of doctrine. A person, an individual who, because of the, the Bible says that, that we use, we learn discernment and we learn uh, use of the word by practice. Everybody say practice. We practice. And so the Bible teaches us that we, are, we easily stumble because we have not practiced discernment. Well, this says that, uh, that we are no, to be no longer children tossed to and fro, carried about by winds of doctrine, easily blown. Oh, he's over here. He's over there. Oh, come over here. God's moving over here. Oh, wait a minute. Run over here. He's moving over here. No. You're being blown about. Running to what is presumed to be the presence of God. When the assignment of the believer was to bring the presence of God, the Bible teaches us from the Old Testament forward, they carried the presence of God with them. 
You are not chasers of the presence of God. You are bringers of the presence of God. You are carriers of his presence. When we come to maturity, we will stop chasing after his presence. We will stop chasing after winds of doctrine. We will stop chasing after moves of the spirit of God in the earth, and we will be bringers of his presence. Church of Living Water, we are bringers of his presence. We have people who would preach here today, who would love to come here today if I would let them because there's always an anointing in this house. It is addictive. They want it. They come here and they're just blown away by the fact that the presence of God is in existence in this place. And they want to come back. Well, I don't blame them. I want to come back too. We're carriers, not chasers. We are no longer children tossed to and fro and carried about by winds of doctrine. Listen to what this says. By the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. There are people who are contrary to the gospel who are plotting how to feed defiled meat to the masses in the name of God. The Bible says in the last days, this would increase. We should know that, expect it, not be bothered by it. It doesn't upset me. It doesn't freak me out. It's all over television. It's all over the world. I I went to Amazon the other day to look up some books on the prophetic, and the stuff I found was just trash. Now, there's some good stuff in there, but I found some trash. If folks are eating that, they're eating defiled meat. They're eating poison, spiritual poison. We need to know, and we need to be mature, and we need to not be gullible about things that are not biblical. And then he says, he goes on to say, not being carried about by winds of doctrine, but speaking the truth. Hallelujah! Speaking the truth. Expressing the truth. And I'm so glad he didn't stop there because how many have ever been told the truth in, a, in, a, in an uninviting way? How many, how many can receive the truth if it's crammed down your throat in an ingracious fashion? No one can. Well, Robert can, but not very many people. But for the most of us, speaking the truth in love, that we would grow up in all things unto him who is the head. I've actually had the opportunity to speak the truth to Robert in love. That we would grow up in all things unto him who is the head, till we all come. So say it again, till we all come. And then the other thing that Scripture gives us that, that must become a part of our voice, that must become a gr- in greater measure what, uh, what we say and what we do till we all come and then till we all go. Oh, you're quiet. Listen, listen. Uh, the, the whole point of... Ephesians chapter 4, which we just read, was for the equipping of the saints for works of ministry, for ministry responsibility. I continually tell you this. I'm going to tell you again. The ministry responsibility in the earth does not belong to the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. 
The ministry responsibility in the earth belongs to the body of Christ, to believers who are to share the gospel, cast out devils, heal the sick, raise the dead. That's, that's your assignment in the earth. All right, let, let, let me help you with something here. We'll just look at this. Acts 1 and 8, first of all, he said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. Somebody say witnesses. Into Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. That is Fresno, California, the United States, and the ends of the earth for us. You will be my witnesses in Fresno. You will be my witnesses in the state of California. You will be my witnesses in the nation of the United States of America. And you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. I've had folks ask me if they could go on a mission trip with me. And, and I said, when you can go across the street. when you can share your faith with your neighbor, because he said first in Jerusalem, first at home, first at home. So the command in Acts, in Acts 1-8, the command to witness is given to every believer. And then whenever we look in Scripture, in, in the book of Acts in chapter 8, the Bible says, listen to this, I love this, the Bible says that the church was scattered because of persecution in Acts chapter 8. The church was scattered, and everybody, the Bible says everybody went everywhere preaching the good news of the kingdom. The only people that didn't get scattered were church leaders. They were left at home. Why? Because they had equipped the saints for works of ministry, and then the Holy Spirit had to boot the saints out of the nest and get them moving out into the community and get them into places of ministry. So he left the leaders at home, and he took the saints, and he expressed them out through the earth in Acts chapter 8. Those who were scattered, the Bible says, went preaching everywhere. And then the apostle said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 14, the love of Christ compels us to do the things, that the preaching that we are doing, the, the, the uh, evangelism that we're doing, the things that God has called us to do. It is because of the love of Christ we are compelled. The stewardship of the gospel falls on us. The stewardship of the gospel for our generation falls upon us. You and I don't have the promise of tomorrow. We don't have the promise of next week. But we are here today... And the Bible says that we're like a city that's set on a hill that cannot be hidden. You're the light of the world. The gospel. Those children that were staying with us for a time, they've been placed in a more appropriate placement. But I was teaching the little four-year-old to say, the power of Christ compels us. <laughs> it'll, it'll burn in her mind, in her memory. I know that's a little humorous, but it'll burn in her memory. And then somebody will say, it's the love of Christ, the power of God 
that compels us and urges us on to do the thing that we are called to do in the earth, to be the people that we're called to be. So not just until we all come. He isn't just bringing us along to a place of maturity so that we can say that we're mature. He's bringing us along to a place of maturity so that he can give expression of the kingdom of God in the earth until we all come and then until we all go. Ephesians chapter 4, where we just read, the work of the ministry belongs to the believer. And then I just want to share something with you, because how how many would love for Jesus to come back sometime? How many, the, the Bible says he's coming back for those who love his appearing. He's actually coming back for a church that's looking for him. Are you here? Are you looking? Don't look to get out of here. Look for him to come. Some of y'all are like, get me out of here, Jesus. Stop that. I'd much rather soar out of here than get carried out of here. I'll preach on that sometime. But this is what Jesus said He said, I'm going to tell you when the end will come. I'm going to tell you when there is a completion to all things. It's in Matthew 24 and verse 14. And Jesus said, and I I wish I had time to expound on this. I don't. I'm just going to give this to you. This is your your, um, appetizer. For further study, taste and see that the Lord is good. Jesus said, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world for a witness to all nations. Then the end shall come. Well, do you know what's been preached pretty much in all the nations? The gospel of salvation. You're quiet. There's a difference. There's a broader understanding in Scripture. The Bible says that Jesus, after his temptation and when he began to preach, there was a point in his life, and it said from this point he began to speak about the kingdom. What is the kingdom of God? It's not just come be saved from your sins. That's wonderful. Say amen. I mean, we wouldn't be here without that. But the gospel of the kingdom is the associated richness and blessing of relationship with him. Jesus said, I didn't, I didn't just come to, to save people out, out of, from hell. I came to open the eyes of the blind. I came to bless people. I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. I, I came so that you can live in perpetual jubilee, Jesus said. This is my assignment to preach the gospel, the good news of the kingdom of God, the fullness, it's really the full measure of Christ. So Church of the Living Water, God has called us, and the season ahead of us, there's two things that are to happen in our life, until we all come and until we all go. There's an old saying among uh, missions, ministry, and it, and it began to just really get on my nerves. 
and not a lot of things get on my nerves, but this got on my nerves. There's an old saying, and it was, it was developed around the time when missionaries would go out and they needed people to support them to go out, and so they needed to receive offerings, and, and we do that. How many know we do that? Regular commitments to missionaries and all of that where you decide to give monthly to get them to where they need to be to do what they need to do. Amen? Are you here? But the statement that came out of that environment was some sinned and some go. But I began to read my Bible and realized that's not true. All sinned. We all help someone else go. But according to what we read in Scripture today, all go. Are you here? We all sin. We all help someone else go. There are people that will go that will go to places that we cannot go, and we will help them get there. The Helens go into the red light district of Amsterdam. I can't go there. They won't even let me in there because I'm not trained for that ministry. But they can go there, and we send them there. but we all go somewhere. There's people around you and their ears tuned to the sound of your voice. And if I preach the gospel to them, they won't receive it from me. But if you tell them that Jesus loves you, they'll believe what you said because he tuned their ear to your voice. I can't speak for you. I can't reach them for you. And they can't spend eternity with God without you. You are responsible to go. So until we all come and until we all go, this is what God is saying to Church of Living Water. This is our future. This is who we are in this city. This is who we are in our Jerusalem. This is who we are in our Judea. This is who we are in our Samaria. And this is who we will continue to be in the uttermost parts of the earth.